Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious, still closeted, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> co-host Amanda. Hey Monica, how's it going? All somewhat good in the hood. How's it going with you? Good. I'm sitting in the closet, like you referenced, uh, in sunny, sunny Florida. That's how it's going. <laughs> That's how it's going. I'm still a bit jealous of that you are in Florida. At least, I mean, I'm not a particular fan of the heat, but now that it's cold and I'm sitting here in my blanket, I'm like, yeah, maybe some spring temperatures I would be fine. Well, yeah. Spring temperatures are nice, like they're really good, though it is getting like hot in the afternoons here, like 30, over 30 degrees. Okay. So it's like hotter than spring. But the mornings it, are nice. We go for a walk every morning and the weather is nice and we, I think we said hello to like 10, 15, 20,000 people this morning because everybody went past me like, good morning, hello, bonjour, good morning, hello, bonjour. <laughs> it's just like, Whew. They're all so friendly. Everybody was super friendly this morning. Like this, we went a different way. Instead of turning right out of the door, we turned left. And Ooh. like I don't know, just going that way just seemed to have all the friendly people. We also <laughs> witnessed a duck fight or a goose fight. Well, not a fight, but like there were two geese sitting on top of a roof, um, just yelling at everybody as they walked past, and it was amazing. <laughs> so you mean the real life Untitled Goose Game is what you've experienced today? Pretty much. There was also a goose causing a traffic jam because it was sitting in the middle of the road and like the cars couldn't pass it's it. Literally, that's where they got the game idea from. I have to yeah. Google it afterwards to figure out if they came apples. from Florida. <laughs> Maybe. I guess so. I've never had any emotion towards geese. I'm terrified of swans because I know they're lethal. They're evil. Yeah. yeah. And they're super dangerous because they can actually hurt you really bad. Mm-hmm. Now these geese, they're like friendly, but they're just big and angry <laughs> and no. loud and and yeah, they're they're great. I feel it's like totally a connection from your storytelling right now to these geese. <laughs> I'll try to take some pictures of the geese for us. Of the angry geese. Of the angry geese. Maybe they'll be on the roof again tomorrow morning. Be like with my smashed phone, screened phone. <laughs> Oh man, you didn't have the greatest tech day, day yesterday. Yesterday was a bad tech day. I was like, everything that could have gone wrong almost went wrong. Mercury fucking retrograde. But we're out of retrograde. Oh, we're like, out so, of it already? Yeah, we're out of it. ended on Friday or something. Okay, so. glad it ended. Yeah, me too. I was just thinking the other day, and then I forgot to ask, but now I can. Did you play Legend of Zelda on your flight over? 
No, I watched three movies and um, dozed a little bit and ate food that was really bad. And you ate food that was really bad. Yeah, the the meal that they provided on the flight was was rubbish. Oh, it was overcooked pasta with an undersalted roasted vegetable sauce, and the sauce had like four pieces of roasted roasted vegetable Aww. and a little side salad and a little fruit salad. And then mm. when you got your snack later on, I got a little side salad and a little fruit salad. I was like, seriously? Is Everybody that... else is tucking into calzones and I've got a fucking salad? <laughs> <laughs> is it this gross can kind of fruit salad? No, it was fresh, mm. which was probably even worse because it had been sitting for ages. Yeah. Probably, but I'm but. really not a fan of this canned fruit salad situation. I I would be a little partial to like a fruit cocktail salad. Ooh, no, Ooh, yum, no. <laughs> Whenever when the cherries in them, oh, the cherries in the fruit. The cocktails. grossest shit ever. They're so good, the, the, like the artificial red ones. You mean? Yeah. Ooh. Yum. Ooh. Whenever Weirdo comes with a can because he did recently, I'm like, you're the grossest of the gross. It's I really the worst. want that. Yeah. I want I have to go and see if we have any in the closet. I mean you're sitting in it. Not this closet. Oh, oh. yeah. The closet covered. Because there is no salad in here. There is a lot of paint and cleaning products and a lot of toilet paper. But unfortunately, there is no fruit salad. Damn it. And Bacardi, actually. I could have a real good party in here. <laughs> I mean, you have the toilet paper as well, so yeah, that's know. taken care of. <laughs> and a bucket. Perfect. I could, I could live in here so long as all I wanted to do was get drunk and not eat anything. Amazing. What are we talking about today? Today is Geek Girl in the News again. Woo-woo. All the artificial jingles that we have and not use and try, but kind of don't. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yes, another new month. Damn it. It's all it's the last month of the year. Can you No, it's not. It? It's not actually because we're recording November's news. Yeah, but it's like the last geek girl in the news episode of the year. Of the year. Yeah, true. Because there won't be a December recap. I can't Ooh, that's true. And I can't even comprehend that we're already in December. <sighs> How the fuck did that even happen? I don't know. I don't get it. Where, Where is the life gone? The life, the time. Where is ages? <laughs> <laughs> Where is the life gone? Where is the time? Where is ages? <laughs> I think that would be an amazing quote image for our Instagram grid. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm asking myself the same questions. Oh. Where is life? Where is the time? Ages. I have really no fucking clue. I'm a bit terrified. I think I'm starting to get into an interesting midlife crisis situation, but I'm still fine, I guess. Okay. <laughs> it's just because I feel the human decay in the last couple of weeks a bit hard, hitting me mm. hard. So that's why I'm like, well, maybe aging is not that prob- unproblematic as I thought it would be. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, don't tell me, don't tell me. You will get there eventually, I promise no, you that. I, I will be young and... <laughs> but also, it doesn't matter what age you're in, you already have the weirdest shit health-wise going on anyway. Oh man, I know. If that like, ramps up... Maybe it'll get better as I get older. Maybe, maybe. it'll be the, like, the Benjamin Button of weird health problems. But imagine that keeping... Ha- keeping keep. Imagine that ramping up the older you get. 
Like that would be, I can't even, you would be a perfect example for Dr. House if he were real. <laughs> I would, uh, yeah. You're not the first person to say that to me. See? <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, so let's dive into the first article, shall we? Let's shall. Let's shall. <laughs> let's shall. I don't. I don't know. So, HBO it has axed its first prequel that it has been talking and building and recording, and they even recorded a pilot earlier this year, um, starring Naomi Watts. It's been in. Pro it's in. It's been going for three years already behind the scenes, and they're just like, nah. What? And it's been going for three years. Like, it's been in the works for three years. Like, it's been talked about. They've hired a cast. They've recorded a pilot. Um, and it's been, like, being written for three years. And now they're just like, nah. It's According to the sun, it's too woke. But the sun, we don't know what the sun. The sun's a wee bit shit. But Why does the sun claim it's too woke? Um, it was something about there being, like, lesbian characters and... Um, I can't remember what else it said because we're not using the Sun article because Sun is fake news. Um, but yeah, it was just like yeah. too progressive and too much of a change from the original storyline. So it was quote unquote too woke. Whatever. Well, okay. Whatever the Sun says. But in general, the important news is that it's cancelled. It's been cancelled. But that doesn't mean that there's not going to be a, a prequel. We are getting House of the Dark House of the Dragon, which is about the Targaryen family. I imagine that to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean it's based on uh one of George R. R. Martin's books. He's got the prequel out for that, doesn't he? Um of Fire and Blood or something. I'm not versed with the books, to be honest. I haven't read it, but I know that it exists. So it's yeah. Imagine all that money that just disappears because they try to create a show and then they decide to not run the show. Mm, I know. It was starring Naomi Watts, Miranda Richardson, and Josh Whitehouse. So I'm not actually sure who Naomi Watts is, but Miranda I know Richardson, her name. I know her name, but I'm not sure who where she is or who she is. But Miranda Richardson, isn't she the one that plays Eowyn in Lord of the Rings? Uh, hang on. Miranda Richardson? Oh, she was Rita Skeeter. Sorry, I knew I knew her name. Ah! I was like, she's in something that I love. She's in something that I love. Josh White, Josh Whitehouse, I just need to face. Oh, he... I. It's, it's just funny. I actually watched a film with him in it the other night. He was uh, in a new Christmas uh, movie for Netflix called A Night for Christmas. I saw that on my Netflix to watch list. I'm just going to give you some advice. Don't, don't watch it. <laughs> don't. It was like I like a bad Christmas movie. I am all for it. Like you know my love of Hallmark movies. <laughs> this was bad. This was like really? it was it stars Vanessa Hudgens as well. Like, you know, she I didn't I, even recognize her when I saw that. I, I was didn't like, recognize what? her. It was only when she came up as a producer in it, and I was like, Yeah. Really? And I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, Mum chose it and we watched it, and even Mum was like, That was bad. But it was so bad you wanted to keep watching. And I was like, <laughs> it was just it was really bad. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, and the other movies that he made don't seem to be very Pole Dark, Valley Girl, Modern Life is Rubbish, The Receptionist, Ellie Cats in North and Soul. I've never heard from one of them. Yeah, I've heard of Pole Dark. I think it's a British show. Um, but he seems to be quite typecast as like uh, a person who will play knights or somewhere in medieval times. So 
I was not surprised at all to see that he had been uh, uh. he was in this HBO show that's been axed. I was just like, oh, that isn't doesn't surprise okay. me. Okay, interesting. But but yeah, so that's a shame because it uh, the the show that got axed was actually like a prequel even before the House of the Dragon. So it was like um, from the time of. Uh, the true origin of the White Walkers, the mysteries of the East, Ooh. and the Starks of Legend. So it's like I personally think that that would be a really interesting story. Whereas like the Targaryens is kind of like okay, it's just more of what we've got. Like, but the, that one would have been more like the story of how the Night King became the White King and how the the White Walkers came to be. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Well, it says it was focusing on the first battle between man and the first White Walkers. And then, like, where they came from, the Starks, and all the mysteries out east. Like, I I don't know. That, to me, is a way more interesting story than, like, the Targaryens. Because I, I, I just feel like having, just being about the Targaryen history, like, it's just going to be more of Game of Thrones. Like, it's yeah. going to be pretty much exactly what we've got, just with a different set of casts. Or a different set of characters. And I mean, like, a lot of the Targaryen story we also already kind of know yeah so it's yeah yeah i mean I'll probably watch a targaryen one because you know yeah because i will yeah <laughs> yep um <laughs> but if i had to choose between the two i totally would choose like the earlier history yeah yeah because from that you really don't know and you want to kind of figure out how the night king even became to be and and how that even all started out and mm -hmm. stuff yep I mean, I think that they've got a lot of different history to go over, like all out the east and around Marine and and like that side of the world, mm. and even Dorne. Like, I'd be super interested to learn more about Dorne because it's like this incredible desert place that just you don't you don't actually know that much about. Yeah. Um, but the Targaryens, I just feel like it's yeah, you're right, a bit meh. Like, okay, yeah, prominent family, blah, 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 blah. They ruled for generations, blah, blah, blah. They had dragons, blah, blah, blah. And they were it's nuts. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay, we know the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know what happened. Like, give us something that we don't know. That is true. So, yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I see what you say there, and I have to agree with you. But yeah, that's over. It is over. But also, so did you know, by the way, that apparently... Emilia Clark was a recast? No, I didn't. There were so many who they they shot the pilot with a few other actors, one of them not being Emilia Clark, and then HBO saw the pilot and saw no shit, and then they had to recast and reshoot a few things, and in the only Emilia Clark got to be Khaleesi only in the recast of it. Oh wow. Well, they've I'm glad that happened cuz yeah. she's amazing. Same. But See, the, I mean, that's why I, I guess it makes sense to shoot pilots in general, but it's just interesting that one can just exchange. I mean, one can mess up with the casting so hard or not even mess up, but one that the casting is not the final thing that was really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So in the end, if it still doesn't work, it's like, well, whatever, you're gone, you go. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to impress the showrunners and, and the producers and everything. Yeah. Speaking of showrunners... How crazy that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who were the showrunners for Game of Thrones, yeah. and they like rushed through, made the super shit last season and everything uh, because they were going to the Star Wars trilogy and it got axed. 
<laughs> or, well, no, they they left the project, which I'm like, why are you leaving the project that you fucked up the last season of Game of Thrones to do? Like, what what is wrong with you? <laughs> why did they leave? I don't know why they left, but I'm just I'm just like assholes. Oh, assholes. Agreed. So that was just annoying. Who knows? But nice move because. Even they are gone from the movie. We get a new Star Wars movie in 2022. But we don't know who's making it or what it's about or anything. But apparently it's a whole new trilogy coming out. That's. I wonder how long one can milk that cow, to be honest. I really don't know. I mean, um, I can even kind of get on board with a series because there was no series. And then, then it's not really Star Wars, but it's like a uh, in the same world. Yeah world i thought of some bigger yeah. word but couldn't think of it so that that's why i'm thinking yeah the, se the, the series makes sense but like it was never meant to be something or initially i don't think it was ever to be something like the, all the marvel movies and the marvel universes so now it just feels like this is a money-making machine and we're gonna milk it milk it milk it until we die yeah I guess. it's I don't know because well i mean there are loads of books right so there are actually loads of stories to tell um but i i feel like it's strange to have a new trilogy coming out so soon after this one like it makes sense you you had one in the 80s right your 70s and 80s and then you had one at the end of the 90s into the 2000s and i've got one like maybe 10 15 years later and now just as this one ends we're getting a new one coming yeah. out like in 2022. I feel like there's not enough time has passed in order like to bring out a new trilogy. Yeah. Um, especially because like when they were doing those in-between films like the Rogue One and Han yeah. and Solo. Um and like Rogue <laughs> One <laughs> Rogue One was amazing. Like I don't have you seen it? It's no. so good. Oh my gosh, it's probably my favorite Star Wars, like out of all of them. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah, it's so good. And Solo was really, really good, but it didn't get a great reception. So they axed those like little side films, um, which was stupid because they're so good. Um, and now they're doing another trilogy. Hmm. So it, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I think Solo was axed or Solo didn't do well um, because the last. No, what was the last one called? Um, the, the last, last Jedi. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. It didn't do great because like there, there was a lot of story issues. Again, I, I feel always like I'm in the minority with this, but I actually quite enjoyed it. But I'm not huge like story. Yeah. Um, Like I'm not a story nerd. So not about this. Um, Like I don't know everything about the story, so I can't judge its accuracy or whatever. But it, apparently it's because of that that Solo kind of flopped because they were like, oh, well, I'm not going to go watch it because it was shit. Mm. Um, but it was good, and I don't know. Do more of those. Do I don't I don't know. Do do more like one offs, less trilogies. That's thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it makes sense somehow. I mean, I'm thinking sometimes that diving deeper story wise into characters you already love, for example, like you people do with Han Solo, um, sometimes might make more sense then recreating another super evil that we're going to fight against, that we're going to win against anyway, with late lightsabers and some cute Jedis and Yodas. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that if you give more insight into the various characters, then it will also make your story 
the way you view the entire storyline in general greater like when you when you know how Han Solo came to be or Han Solo or however you pronounce him um then it will also shed light on old movies still and can can broaden your experience of the entire universe without broadening the entire universe again so i guess yeah Yeah, i mean i will because i am hello pop culture consumer um i will go and see this um but at this point in life and in based on the news that we have i'm just kind of like but why yeah i now decided i'm probably not gonna watch the star wars movie i'm gonna wait until disney plus arrives at my door hopefully Mm -hmm. soon hopefully at least with germany at the same time otherwise that'd be really annoyed um so and then i'm gonna binge all the star wars movies and then we will see okay well tom and i will be going to see um the rise of the skywalker here um when it comes out when is go- when is it going to come out? It's December or something. Oh, so soonish already. Yeah. 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 They ruined it for me, Disney Plus. They ruined my plans. <laughs> Damn Disney Plus. I don't know. Not that I would probably not get away on how I find these things, but uh. <laughs> yeah. apparently it's coming out December twentieth. Oh. So yeah. next week by the time Oh no, two weeks from when this episode comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So let's hope, let's see what will happen then. Even yeah. if they don't, I mean, 2022 when they don't know who's making the movie yet, this is a bit a short yeah. time frame, isn't it? I think it's ambitious. So we will see. Maybe it won't even mm-hmm. happen, but they at least drop the info um, in a conversation or in an interview. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about Sa- Sasha Baron Cohen? <laughs> As a comedian, he was absolutely not my cup of tea. <laughs> I did. I think I did watch Borat. I didn't watch Bruno, even though I should have, because he's an Austrian. Um, and I just... What is he also? Ali G? Oh, Ali G, yeah. yeah. So, all these, they were really not my... Um, yeah, not my up my alley. But... I really like him now. <laughs> yeah, I think I've always liked him as a person. Um, but like you say, I, his humor wasn't necessarily yeah. my kind of humor. Bora is, I mean, it's not super funny. Ha ha ha. I wasn't rolling in the streets or anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was all right. And I never super liked him as Ali G. And I only saw half of um, Bruno. Um, but yes, as as a person, I think he's... He's pretty good. I'm really enjoying all the celebrities these days who are getting super vocal about their political uh, agendas and views and speaking out against all the wrongs in the world. Yeah, I think it's time. I think they Mm -hmm. see that it's time and that's why they do it. As we mentioned in one of the previous episodes or something. It's important. It's culture building movies. So that's why the actors as well um, start to notice that even more and i've watched a lot of red table talk um and even will smith said that the entire appearance of actors and actresses or how the the world perceived them changed as well so back in the days they were mostly uh 
it was the mystery that they had to keep up, right? So, so because people wouldn't want to go to the movies and watch them if they knew who they really were. That's why mm. they had to keep who they were kind of as a something that's not known and it's mysterious and blah, blah, blah. Whereas that shifted into people will go and watch your movies if the, the better they know you or the better they yeah. feel they know you. And that's something that changed. And I think that's also the reason why more and more just step up and, 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 and step out and, and talk about shit. Yeah, so Sasha Baron Cohen's latest speech was at an anti-defamation league summit on anti-Semitism and hate. And he took down Facebook's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, for 24 minutes. I watched parts of this speech. It's just amazing. Uh, basically, what he's criticizing is that, I don't know if you've, listeners noticed or have come across this is that Facebook basically even though they would be able to tell if a political post especially are lies they would not delete um, basically fake news or vicious lying posts mm-hmm. because Zuckerberg think, thinks that is against freedom of speech and that's why Sasha Baron Cohen basically tore him apart really <laughs> yeah I think Facebook has a responsibility to monitor the posts like about fake news that are going up um oh yeah facebook is where 90 percent of people are getting their news these days Mm. um things that are shared and if all this misinformation is being spread then oh it's even in the article it even says it's not even just posts it's actually ads as well so basically facebook lets political parties pay them money for them to then spread untruths mm. which i find even more ridiculous <laughs> yeah because it's not just posted they're they're sh- shooting out it's actually something that they put money behind and then that's apparently now the the sole reason why he does it because how is that even um relevant basically what sasha baron cohen uh, was talking about in the speech is that how it would have how hitler would have used it back in the days so that would have been the the his number one uh, machine how to reach people and spread his information about anti-semitism and shit i agree with everything that sasha baron cohen has said and he wrapped up his speech and he said the ultimate aim of society should be to make sure that people are not targeted not harassed and not murdered because of who they are where they come from who they love and how they pray if we make that our aim if we prioritize truth over lies tolerance over prejudice empathy over indifference and experts over ignoramuses then maybe, just maybe, we can stop the greatest propaganda machine in history, we can save democracy, we can still have a place for free speech and free expression, and most importantly, my jokes will still work. (laughs) I saw that when he said that. It was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He made a pretty great comparison somewhere. I don't know if if it was in in the speech or somewhere on social media that uh, if you're a private company and you for example have a restaurant and you have keep people coming into your restaurant being dicks to everyone and being assholes you throw them out because yeah, and it's- you own the place and then you throw them out you don't le- leave them keep them sitting here and be make everybody else feel uncomfortable and i really really like that comparison because it's like yeah whatever Zuckerberg, you can't uh there needs to be some guidelines i know it's difficult that he he is not only a US company, right? Like he's not only in the US, he's not only 
Facebook is available everywhere. So there are different laws in every country. And I get that he can't make a claim for or against something specific. But especially when there's already lies and everything uh, that, that get spread through ads even. Uh, and the fact that they know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just something where I'm like, yeah, but dude, come on. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, I can't cover everything under the mantle of one free speech and be privacy is whatever. He doesn't give a shit about privacy. I think yeah. it's just important to, yeah, be, have, have a conscience. <laughs> but we're the radical thinkers, Monica. Gosh. <laughs> you know who's a radical thinker? I do know who's a radical thinker. A 14-year-old genius called Elena Gassler. But why? Because she solved the problem of the blind spot in a car. Which is pretty fucking amazing and impressive yeah. that nobody ever thought of that before. Yeah, or maybe they just didn't make it as much of a priority. I don't know. But Which yeah. is weird considering, I guess, that that specific blind spots when driving must cause for so many accidents. Yeah, to, to be honest, like that blind spot never super bothers me. It's the one that's just kind of behind the passenger door where you, where the, a car sits like in your blind spot. That one bothers me more than the blind spot that she saw. But I think it's awesome what she's done. I think I had that more than once that I met someone, suddenly someone came out of that specific. Because what she made is when where the windshield is, then you have those two on the left and right of the car these two barriers basically that keep you from seeing stuff for about 15 centimeters let's say <laughs> yeah and she's developed a way to attach a camera to the outside of that spot and project the image onto the inside of that spot so it is look it basically is seamless it looks like you're looking through the wall the solid wall or the solid part of the car so it's really cool there's a couple of videos uh that we'll link in the show notes on gizmodo um that show cars driving next to the car with the with the camera and they just like you can just see them it's like they're passing through yeah it looks it's like really a weird cool. hologram it does Sick. yeah and pillar is the word that I was looking for, but couldn't think of. But oh. sure. Yeah. And she's only freaking 14. I know. She's from West Grove, Pennsylvania. So she's an uh, American genius, basically. I'm excited when that happens. So um, Elena Gassler actually won $25,000 uh, for winning this. Uh, it, it was called the Society for Science and the Public's Broadcom Masters science and engineering competition oh wow complicated <laughs> yeah so like let's talk about it it's basically a next level science fair yeah i mean when i was 14 okay well let's take it back when i was 12 my science fair project it was do plants will plants die if they eat or drink sugar water instead of regular water spoiler alert yes they will really yes interesting <laughs> but that was that was my science project and she's like fucking solving an actual problem that's going to solve problems for, and i'm like plants die when they eat sugar <laughs> i mean good to know but also we didn't even have science projects no no so we did never invent anything amazing which is or even we didn't even have the thought process to do something like this 
Hmm. Kind of sad. Yeah. Who knows all the great ideas that got lost because we never had that. That's true. I did get second place at like one at my school and then had to go to like a bigger competition. I got second place. Wow. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging or anything. I'm, I'm just not like, bragging. Hashtag not bragging. Brag. <laughs> total, total casual brag. Um, but like, and that was in Pennsylvania. So basically, like if I was actually smarter and good at science, maybe I could have solved this problem. As it is, just want to say super big congrats to Gasler because she's awesome. And well done, gonna, you. Yeah, we're gonna see some cool things coming out of this girl. The future will be bright, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of a bright future, Microsoft is bringing a trans lead character to a major video game. I'm a bit speechless, to be honest, that it's coming from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming from a French studio dot don't nod <laughs> what a funny name yeah and the video game is called tell me why and it's a narrative adventure and it stars a trans man yeah it stars identical twins allison and tyler ronan that grew up in a small community in alaska and are reunited and basically you're trying to experience the stories that they've experienced through the years um and solve the the mystery basically i think because oh their twins are connected by a strong supernatural bond which allows them to share their thoughts and feelings and past memories and they like experience things or have experienced things differently so you get to kind of go through their lives um and the game director uh florent guillaume she says that the character tyler wasn't always going to be a trans man but they wanted the characters who were born identical to have lived very different lives. So then they started to explore that idea and they like reached out to Glad and had like a trans representative from Glad working closely with them. They had transgender people play the game and to see it for like its sensitivity and how it actually is. Like they put a lot of effort and thought and everything into creating a, a character that will be awesome basically will be just a great representation yeah and not just a fake one that's like just spread like sprinkled in for for good people points yeah they uh the director of transgender representation at glad said that tyler is a fully realized endearing character whose story is not reduced to simplistic trans tropes and creating a playable lead trans character and taking such care to get it right raises the bar for future LGBTQ inclusion in gaming. Mm. It kind of re- reminds me a bit of Beyond Two Souls. I mean, even though that's mm. not technically, but also with the supernatural aspect and being connected via the mind. I think. What what kind of game is it? A narrative? Yeah, a narrative game. Um, it looks like a kind of supernatural narrative game You where you need to figure out what drove the characters from each other yeah. and investigate their shared memories while exploring the town and talking to local inhabitants. So I think that there might be some kind of mystery and some supernatural stuff and basically just a really strong story-driven game, which I am here for because story-driven games are my favorite. So definitely we'll be checking this one out and putting it on the watch list for me. When it comes to other devices in the Xbox. 
Yeah, well, they say at the bottom of this article from The Guardian that it's going to be releasing on Xbox and PC. Three separate downloadable chapters on Xbox and PC from spring 2020. So we don't have too long to wait for it. You people don't have too long to wait for it. I do. Oh, yeah, you do. Because you have neither of those. I have neither of those. Did you just say fucker? No, I said sucker. Almost the same. (laughs) Fucker. (laughs) Yeah, I'm curious. You get it, then you tell me if it's great, and then I'm going to get it too, eventually Sounds if it good. comes out, yeah. because hopefully oh, it will. You can just come over and play it at my house. Deal. Deal. Okay. But the best part of all of it also comes from an Xbox game, isn't it? Wasn't Um. Not only. I don't think it's the next, next game is only Xbox. No, it's also on PlayStation, available on PlayStation. But what we're talking about is... Hellblade. Have you heard of Hellblade? Um, I have. I, I have it, actually. You have um, it? Yeah, but we're not actually talking about Hellblade, <laughs> but we're talking about the developer that released Hellblade. So, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice was a game that released two years ago in 2017 by Ninja Theory, and the main character has psychosis, and the whole game is basically you trying to, you you playing this character, and you're not sure what's real and what's not real, um, and it's been a, a, a really realistic representation of what it's like living with this kind of mental illness. Because they also had a lot of... Um people in there who suffer from psychosis Mm -hmm. um, and like really like hardcore proper research on the mental health aspect of the entire game so that it got super high praise um, because it's so real and it helps people who suffer under these conditions display to family and friends often what it's like for them because that game is so intense and so real yeah which i also find already amazingly like so impressive I know, I've got it. I really want to play it. I just have not sunk the time into it yet. Um, But Ninja Theory have released or are working on a new game called The Insight Project. And it is specifically going to be about mental health and to to talk about it and to represent it. I I guess their success with Hellblade has made it, made, made something just, I don't know. I've watched the watched the, the trailer of the Inside Project, and basically, what they're, they're working together with a neuroscientist who's also a psychiatrist, and they try to figure out a way on how to actually deal with mental health problems through the video game. Yeah, um, I, I do think that video games are going to help society deal with and understand mental health issues and um symptoms better than like a lot of other platforms because it's something that because you can actually play it Mm -hmm. um it's like you're experiencing it kind of um which will hopefully bring some a lot more understanding for people who don't um have mental health problems and it will also give like that representation and like oh other people have this to people that do have mental health problems yeah yeah Yeah, 100 i know there's a charity in canada as well that's working on a game um three extra lives talked about it in one of their earlier episodes i can't remember the name of the game so tom when you listen to this let us know what the name of that game is um because it's definitely there's there's definitely a a culture shift to having and and focusing on mental health through video games Mm. in their case they're not only focusing on it like they did with hellblade they especially try to create games that can then help for example people with anxiety to reduce all the symptoms that they're having when they have an anxiety attack. Mm. 
Um, because uh, as a neuroscientist, he knows exactly what's going on, and as a psychiatrist, he also knows all the all the all the symptoms. So, um, working together with that gaming company and that Paul Fletcher is a professor at Cambridge University, and he already worked with them for Hellblade, and now they are going that step further to create an actual video game who can help you deal with your mental health issues, not even only experience them through through the game like it did with Hellblade. But to work through it yeah. almost like therapy, yeah. not therapy. He says yeah. the aim uh, of this is not to throw out the old therapies or to supersede them. Um, there is a good toolbox of psychological and psychiatric therapies that can be used. But we think that combining the science, the clinic, the clinical work, and the talents of the gaming technology could actually produce some synergy and allow some of the of those therapeutic approaches to be used in very inno- innovative and possibly more effective ways. Which is so sick. It's awesome. Like <laughs> it's so even. so so good. Yeah, I I think that more companies should use video games as like a platform for mental health um, therapy um, and not therapy and representation and just awareness. Yeah, I think especially for I mean for probably for a lot of different very different kinds of people, not only introverts, but uh, I think video games often have this flair or people presume them as something that will worsen your mental health situation when you when you play them too much whereas i think if you see the possibility in them all then it's just a really big and great tool that you can use to create something amazing mm-hmm. i completely agree and especially like i think that a lot of game developers have their own mental health problems so for them to be able to explore them in a way that also is allowing them to share uh their experiences Mm -hmm. with others i would say that's that's really helpful and beneficial for game developers and when they get feedback from people being like this helped me i didn't think there was anybody else like this and and here i am like i feel represented Mm -hmm. like that's that's gonna make those game developers feel really connected and seen as well yeah definitely so i'm here for it I'm definitely here for it. And I need to play Hellblade. And you definitely... I I watched the clips. It looks horrifying. I like so terrifying. I think we have to have a strong mind and strong perception of life to get through that game. It can't be scared easily. Yeah, so Tom shouldn't watch it or play it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. Maybe I'll stream it. So like in February. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That was our last story. Um, if you have any geek girl in the news stories, let us know on social media, or you can join us over on Discord at geekcaring.com forward slash Discord. And we would love to hear what you want us to talk about. Amazing. So have a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and see you again next week for another really cool episode of Geek <laughs> For the best episode. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The best. The next one is always the best. (laughs) It's always the best. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.